here we go. And welcome to episode 411 i'm sean yeah i mean and this is the only podcast that says y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here up in here y'all gonna make me go all out up in here up in here y'all gonna make me act a fool up in here up in here Y'all gonna make me lose my cool up in here, up in here. Some wise words from DMX. Yeah, lost. IP. Yeah, it sucks. I'm not gonna pretend to be a fan or anything, but you know. Not any losses. He's loss. gonna give it to you, party up. I mean, those were classics, you know. Yeah. A couple others, you know. <laughs> Plus, he was in one of the, you know, what is that? Romeo is dead. I think it was Cradle to the Grave, right? Cradle to the Grave. Oh. I, mean, I just he, watched both of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Max. Romeo must die. Yeah. Cradle to the grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sucks. <sighs> it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, though. You know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a fan, but, like, Cradle Cradle to the Grave and Romeo must die, those are two great movies. Yeah, they are. Oh. Yeah, they are. Good movies. Yeah. Plus, it's Chatley, you know how I like Chatley. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, when he made the transition to being an actor, like, those two movies were really good movies. I mean, he, 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 he it wasn't like he was outstanding in them, but he was very good in them, but they were really good movies. Right. You know, so... So, so somebody took a meat nap today. Oh my god. Ah. Oh, what a day. What a day. Oh, dude. Yeah, I came home after we ate. I came home and I went into a coma. <laughs> For like Those are four, four hours. <laughs> don't know. So today we today was the first time me and Ian uh, outside of well the the last time I think I saw you in person was your mom's funeral. Right. So it's been at least six months since we've seen each other in person. Right. We we took a trip to Big Rig's barbecue. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm just going to let you tell your story. Tell my story? Yeah, tell I'm your story. Because I've been there. I've raved about the food. You know, you 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 are, like we talked about, like, you know, you, when, when I talked about it, I mean, you were like, that sounds delicious. 
but you also I could see like in the in the in like the the back of your mind you were like, <clears throat> I have had real barbecue. I'm from the south. <laughs> I know. I know. You know you don't know fucking bar. I'll be the judge of this, you know. Yeah, I wasn't, but I wasn't like that. I wasn't. No, like, you oh. weren't. You weren't. But I mean, I can tell in the like in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm sure it's good, but it's not as good as he's fucking saying. Yeah. And so I, well, I went. I, you know, we pulled up to this place. And it was like a hole in the wall, in a mini mall. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's starting off good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like there's a laundromat, there's a a tobacco place, and then there's and then there's big rigs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, wholly impressive. It's like you're walking into a, um, I don't know, like a a culinary gem. It's the only way I can put it. Yeah. Because as soon as you walk into the place, there's a huge chalkboard menu on the right. Yeah. And uh, the front little counter, everything was open. You can see them cooking. Um and then the small little table section with a nice big TV. It was it was a perfect, um, perfect little place to eat. Yeah. That's that's just from the exterior. I mean, everybody was gloved. Everybody was masked. There was, you know, um, uh, separation between you and the cashier when you're placing your order. I mean, it was you know, it looked like they went all out to uh, protect their clientele right. and themselves. Right. Of course. Um, you know, to the max. Um, uh, the owner came out. He was wiping off tables uh, with gloves on, mask. Everybody had mask. It was just, a, it was a, you got to understand that this is my first time eating anywhere since COVID started. Right. Aside from eating outside at uh, El Campesino down, down in the waterfront. Right. That one time after uh, mom passed. But, other than that, I had not been inside anywhere, um, you know, since it all started. And I tell you, it was just, not that it was just my first time. I just really liked the setup of the place. Right. You know, especially liked open kitchens. I love open kitchens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, it was pretty, uh, I have to say, uh, just visually it it was remarkable and simple it wasn't you know extravagant you know you know what i mean like it didn't have to be it was what it what it, it is what it is you know what i mean it was great right. so uh yeah i mean that so that began our trip <laughs> yeah but i it what was like what was nice thing like we we walked in and i had uh I had d- gave a direct message to the owner. Um, I think his name was Jeff. I'm fairly oh. certain it was Jeff. I felt bad for forgetting it because he was a really nice guy. But, like, I sent him a direct message saying, hey, I'm coming up there this weekend, this sun- Saturday with Ian. We're planning on being there around 3 o'clock. Uh, you know, so you said you wanted to, to meet us if, you know, if you want to be there, that's around when we're planning on showing up. And, uh, you know, we're waiting in line. There was somebody ahead of us ordering food. And, uh, you Josh, know, I think. Josh, yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he greeted us. He was like, great to you. You're the podcast guys. I'm like, yes, we are. 
gave us fist bumps. Um, and I and I went in there, which we did. I not we weren't there to to mooch. We no. paid for our meals. I want everybody right. to know this. Yeah. Like we did not go in there for free food. We we because I wanted to support small business. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I right. wanted to leave a really good tip, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to buy my food outright. I just right. want that net. Right. I, we did not go in there to mooch. I, we paid right. for our food. I, I mean, you know, okay. we're support we're supporting his business because it's really good fucking food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and that's the key. And we're gonna talk about it. And you know, and you know, if you're in the local area, we highly recommend that you go there. But I mean, I I had the uh, I just there, there's stuff I want to try, but I just I wanted to have the same thing I had last time. I, I wanted that brisket again. Um, and I wanted, uh, the pork belly and I got some, uh, so I got a quarter pound of each. I got the cornbread. Yeah. And, uh, but he was talking to you and he was explaining the sauces and he gave a little uh, bit of, you know, like you had a bit more of a conversation than I did with them. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did. I, I got, what I ended up getting was I ended up getting, uh, um well you had the brisket, brisket and, and then i had pork. um pulled yeah. pork and you got a side of beans um i got cornbread is that it side of beans yeah. cornbread brisket, yeah pulled pork yeah and then, um, he, then he and then he brought us his ribs yeah and we got we had a couple ribs yeah ribs were phenomenal yeah uh I think there were baby backs, St. Yeah. Louis. Um, but uh, what was most impressive is, you know, everything there is like homemade. Yeah. Um, I can tell there's no jarred anything. Cornbread's homemade. The beans were out. I mean, I don't even like beans. Out. I mean, I do like baked beans, <clears throat> but I'm not eating them like a couple times a month. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once every couple months, I might bring a jar of baked beans out these baked beans were absolutely off the hook i mean like straight out they were incredible sauce was perfect you tasted the sauce yeah it's pork all through it but boy that that's that that sauce they were cooking was magnificent there's two kinds of there's two looked like there was two kinds of beans in there there was navy in there as well um Chunks of pork in there. It, it was. There was some pork fat in there. It was, dude. It was some of the best baked beans I've ever eaten. Uh, cornbread was awesome. Um. And they have all kinds of other sides that I want to try. I mean, they have greens there. They have mac and cheese that you can have pork belly in, um, or brisket in, um. Double fried potatoes, as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, so, anyway. Um, and I didn't even get dessert. And I wanted to get dessert, too. But I was just too fucking full. Um, yeah. I mean, the pulled pork was good. It had great flavor. But the brisket was... Uh, it was damn near perfect for me. Yeah. It was... So frickin' tender. This, I mean, I, I felt that the the smoke on it was like really good. Um, 
and but when you got to the sauce, and this is what killed me. It, this was almost like a, I guess almost like a Western Carolina style barbecue. Uh, it was like a thin sauce. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they have squeeze bottles at the table. They have a mustard sauce. They have a hot sauce. They have their house sauce, and they have this vinegar, uh, like a vinegar-based sauce. It was absolutely great. It was perfect with the pork. Yeah. Pulled pork. Um, yeah. I, I was completely full. Yeah. I didn't even need. I didn't even need the ribs. I mean, I enjoyed the ribs, but I didn't yeah. even need it to complete my meal. It was. It was just that good. Yeah. And the, I've been uh, to a barbecue joints, man. I've been. <laughs> I mean, from I don't know from Mississippi all the way through the South. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I've been I've been to a lot of barbecue. Um but I always found myself really liking Carolina style barbecue. Um I just I like that. And this reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. Where you actually got shaved meat or shredded, you know, whatever you wanted. Uh right. they had it. And so that's it was it was more of that style for me. That brisket that was so juicy and tender. Yeah. You just, like, you didn't need a knife. You just kind of used your fork to just kind of pull it apart. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's so good. And that, that pork belly was delicious. And, like, I, I, I use that, uh, the sweet sauce. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of spicy. I'm not a fan of mustard. But that sweet sauce is so fucking good. Yeah, it was good. It was just, it was, it was yeah. awful, man. <laughs> I just, I'm glad I found a barbecue place in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, I, 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 I want to thank him. I mean, you know, his hospitality, the two times we've been there has been off the hook. Even, and, you know, even though he wasn't there the first time, like, we were treated really well. And he treated us really well the second time. <clears throat> um, and, but by his entire staff. And, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a great place. It's, it's from the outside looking in, you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, this is a hole in a wall. And you walk in, it's very clean. Oh yeah. You know, it it, it it's everything's immaculate. It's it's a, it, it's it's set up really nice. Um. I, I mean, I watched the guy thoroughly wipe down tables. Yeah. The owner. Yeah. When you walk into the place, you feel like you're home. Yeah. It has that vibe to it. To me. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just I felt completely comfortable. It was just, it was good. You know. And I, it's, it's it's one of those things where, I you know, I, I say like they're officially the fifth official barbecue joint of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and I mean that's that's the reason why. I mean, I didn't need the free ribs; they were great. Thank you. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed them, but I'm more importantly, I enjoyed the food I purchased. Yeah, like I want, and there are other things I want to try. Like I told you, like I want to try that. That grilled cheese brisket sandwich. I mean, that just sounds like. There were so many items I wanted to yeah. try. Yeah. Along with the pickles and the pickled onions, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Um. I felt that. Um. I don't. I just. I I thought the prices were reasonable. Um. I read some reviews online where they didn't feel like you got a lot with a big portion but i mean you can you're getting a 
quarter pound of meat with a small, of course. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then you're getting a half a pound of meat if you order the bigger bigger size. Yeah. Sorry for the noise. Te- technical yeah. difficulty. Yeah. Um, but uh, I honestly felt that, I mean, I just don't think you're going to get better barbecue. I, I, I look at it this way. I am willing to pay for quality. What's that? I'm willing to pay for quality. You know. Yeah, I know. For for me for me by myself with for the the, the quarter pound of brisket, <clears throat> quarter pound of pork belly, the right, the, the cornbread, and then a fountain drink. Before I my tip, it was like twenty one bucks. Right. You know, okay. Is that is that steep? Yes and no. But for the quality of food I'm getting, it's the right price. I feel the same. You know, like if you go to a high end restaurant and you're paying a high end price, and the food is that good, then you 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 justify because you went to a fancy restaurant. Well, right. this isn't a fancy restaurant, but the food is that same quality. Oh, and the the thing is, I mean. I mean, this and it's not like I mean, he's giving had, me. A, I'm, not, I'm not eating chuck roast. What's that? It's not like he's give, feeding me chuck roast. I mean, this is this is good brisket. This is you know, this isn't cheap meat that he's buying either. This is good yeah. meat. And this stuff is smoked for hours. Yeah, it's cooked for hours. I mean, I, I think the <clears throat> some of the items on the list have to be well cooked over 24 hours, probably 14 hour cook times. Right. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, like, I think our first gets 14 hours. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just... I've seen gas stations, and seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. and more power to them, but I've seen pop-up barbecues at, you know, BPs or, you know, yeah. on the side of the road, yeah. charging 20 bucks for two chops or, yeah. you know, rack of ribs for $48 or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But... You can tell this guy's got culinary. Yeah. I mean, he, his it's his own sauces. It's, I mean, everything this guy is doing is good stuff. Right. I mean, and I, like to me, both times I've gone out, outside of what they've given me, I've gotten okay. my money's worth both times. Oh. You know, like just for what I paid for was worth the price of admission. I, you know, they're treating us like royalty because of the podcast and I appreciate that. And you know nah, but see, you know they did. I here's where I have to say this too. I mean they did, but I watched him with every I watched him on his interactions with every customer in there. Right. And he treated everybody the same. You yeah. know? Like and I just I mean you just can't find that in in, you know mm-hmm. uh modern restaurant dining. Right. I mean owner is busting his hump back there from cooking to cleaning to waiting on tables to bringing food out right i mean this guy cares about his place right and his and his, shows and his food right you know um and i just i have to i respect that i mean that's yeah. huge yeah and i'm gonna buy a t-shirt if they offer them <laughs> they do have t-shirts t-shirt. there huh they do have T-shirts there. I didn't see that. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. buy a shirt. It's like when you walk in, 
it's like on the left hand or right hand side there up against the wall they've got like a little little display yeah and yeah. then the uh the uh she was one of the workers there um cook slash you know i don't know yeah you know i don't know their roles i mean she right. took my order but she recognized the t-shirt i had on which i respected yeah, <laughs> yeah. um you know i mean and i just you know it was cool man yeah it was a, it was a great food great service and a good time yeah you know yeah. and you, you can't beat that yeah you really can't no and I haven't had man that barbecue was better than the Carolina barbecue that I get in North Carolina. Yeah, that's what you were saying. That's that's yeah. a high compliment in my opinion. Yeah, I just because yeah. I look forward to going to North Carolina for the barbecue. Right. Um, I've been some really good places in, in Winston. Yeah, uh, but you know, like. Places yeah, oh, yeah. like 60, 70 years. Yeah. Cooking up shop style pork, you know? Yeah. But, uh, like I said, uh, I mean, it was just, it was just good stuff. And they had desserts there too, which I didn't even get. Yeah. They had a banana pudding, a bread pudding, and I think a coconut. I can't remember. I want to try the bread pudding, but I'm always yeah. too stuffed. But, uh, yeah, that's the only thing that's a little, you know, like for me, it's the only thing that's a little different. Not different, it's just that's their, I mean, I think it's cool that that's their desserts, that's what they're sticking with. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like the places in North Carolina, they have these old, <laughs> well, I call them Bubba's, they probably don't call them Bubba's down there, but yeah. they in like pink lemonade cake and their own yeah. coconut, and they buy, the, they buy the cakes and stuff right from the public, I think. Yeah. There. You know, they'll buy a cake for like 10 bucks and they'll put yeah. it on slice it and you, you eat it by the slice but yeah um yeah but there's definitely more things on the menu i for sure want to try and uh, especially the sides i want to get a side of greens i want to try the mac and cheese i they even s- had like i was half tempted they had a special with the, the skirt steak sandwich oh i know i was like i was like that really sounds good but <laughs> you know what I mean? like, i was like man I, i'd really like to try that but I'm, I'm here for the brisket, you know. <laughs> and I've had barbecue all over Pittsburgh as well. And I've had these, you know, places. I've eaten I've eaten all over Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, I've eaten um, down on, down, um, I mean, everywhere, including yeah. the strip where they have the, uh, I forget what it's called, but, you know, there's like four or five different little restaurants inside of this one little. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the, the row of restaurants inside this building um you know i've eaten all these unique type little style shops and everything like that but nothing compared to this yeah so anyway anybody out there listening go to big rig big rigs barbecue uh get yourself a plate cater bring that shit home whatever here's here's what i want to know so you you got a, a large order to bring home to your family right what what happened there well i told you i fell asleep yeah okay <laughs> i put it in the fridge and i told lisa i got her some stuff um and then i figured we just 
pick on it tonight. You know, everybody can yeah. have a little taster. I woke up and they already had eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, but they ate. Yeah, you know, they already had. They haven't even had it yet. Going, so they're going to eat it uh, tomorrow. Okay. Um, probably for lunch. Yeah. Which it'll be fine because I just tasted some more of that brisket and it was perfectly yeah. fine and it's packaged. Um, like what's fun? Because what was funny was like you're in the middle of eating and you just picked up your phone and called Lisa and like your only words were you have to eat here. Yeah. I know. Like I mean that was like, like she like hello and you're like you have to eat here. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like like we're like we were in the middle of a conversation and you're just like. And he just picked up your phone. <laughs> you know, you're you just can like, bring your own beer in there too, good. Huh? Bring your in there too if you want. I think. Yeah, yeah, that'd be YOB. No okay. hard liquor. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, like you just picked up your phone and you're just like, yeah, you've got to eat here. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, holy hell. Yeah, it was like after the fifth or sixth bite, I was like, yeah. It was. I had to call her. Yeah. Um, well, the thing, one of the reasons is she works up there. Yeah. So, you know, if they're going to have once, you know, they start having in-person meetings and stuff, I would like for, you know, those people to try to cater out of there. Yeah. It's a good catering gig, man. Barbecue is always a hit at a catering thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, cause you have a variety of things that you can do with it. Yeah. You know, you make a sandwich, get a brisket, whatever. Yeah, ribs not so much probably because people are have to, you know, but yeah, I mean they ribs too, but as far but as they, I mean, you know, gets, I mean they had the riblets, like the little pieces. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean like it's accessible to her, and number one, number two is accessible for her to pick that shit up and bring it home. Shame into that, and it's away from there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let me have it at once a month at least. <laughs> I mean, like, not to the point of like how I did it today. Um, yeah. But shit, man. There's nothing wrong picking up some barbecue sandwiches and bringing them home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Barbecue again, sandwiches. I mean, support, supporting a wonderful local business. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, anybody out there. I mean, who's near there or wants to have some freaking great barbecue, go to the Big Rigs, man. Right. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. Legit. Legit. It is. <laughs> when I was done eating, I felt like I needed to ball up in the corner with some <laughs> pudding in a spoon and just fall yeah. asleep. <laughs> 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 But I didn't feel sick, you know what I mean? Like, it was just yeah. enough food. Um, and I didn't feel sick at all, you know, one bit. Yeah. I was just, I was so content that I just, I don't know, I just yeah. passed out. But Lisa did taste the brisket when she said, man. I was like, I, I told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, something funny happened. Hmm. Well, I told you, I'm like, I got to go pick up an order at Target. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, the Target's right there in Monroeville. It's like right up the road from Big Rigs. Uh-huh. And you're like, 
Okay, yeah, sure, no problem. Think it, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, well, we're going to have to go inside. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Five, well, I one. just think that Target is busy. Yeah. Like, it's... I'm, minus COVID, it's just... It's one of the busiest Targets in Pittsburgh. Right, it is. Time. Yeah. And, uh... And I, I, I pull up the app, and I let them know I'm on my way, and I did a drive-up. Yeah, see, I've never done that. Lisa's done it, yeah. I think. I've never done anything. And yeah. I Instacart all the time here to yeah. the house. But And you were like, they're just going to put your shit in the trunk? I'm like, yeah. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> I don't know why I've never done it. I know. I was, like, fascinated I'm- by this. Like, you, the germaphobe, I, I figure, would be using this type of service more often. You know, I, I just bathe myself in hand sanitizer yeah. everywhere and wear a surgical mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, like, the girl comes out and she loads the shit in the trunk, wishes us a happy, a good day, and we're done. And you're just like, wow. That I was like impressive. This. Yeah, I've just never done it. Yeah. I mean, I've never yeah, I was. You kind of threw me for a second. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 So that was that was, was kind of fun. Us. We got to see each other again, and it was. It was. It was. It was. It was nice. You know, having you in the car, we we're chit chatting. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Myself, I hope we don't burn ourselves out and have nothing to do in the podcast. You know. I uh. I know I always worry about that too, but we were fine. And, and like, yeah, it was something. I mean, we haven't seen each other for Christ's sakes forever. Yeah. So, when yeah. I've gotten that food, probably been jetting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to yeah, get Because I even offered, like, you, we stopped at Bill and Walt's hobby shop because you need top loaders for your yeah, cards. Yeah. I, I was thinking to myself, man, that's a Hail Mary, but okay, we'll stop her. <laughs> you know, it's a Hail Mary. And then you're like you're like looking around for like card shops near me. That's like one in Greensburg. You're like, oh, let's, let's take the drive. And you're like, yeah, I got food. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, food. That's right. I can't let that food. I yeah, no, 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 <clears throat> no, sir. Yeah, I can't let that go. To... Yeah, I mean, I I was ready to you know gas her up and let's go. <laughs> I was ready. We were taking a road yeah. trip, and now I I just couldn't with the food. Yeah. I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. So. Maybe next time. Yeah. And I'll say one more thing about the barbecue joint. Uh-huh. You can also, I was reading too, I think you can take classes there. Oh, on yeah. how to smoke meat and stuff. Nice. Yeah, I think. I think I read that. I think that's pretty neat too. Yeah. I mean, I even saw they sold like the uh, the rub. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't have a smoker, but I was thinking to myself, man. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, I feel like there's something I wanted to cover. I've been all discombobulated this week because I've been fucking working daylight. Nobody puts Kong in the corner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
Well, we did. We, 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 I guess we should cover that. Yeah. We didn't cover it last weekend. Um, we, we both, uh, watched, um, Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Oh. It's a spectacle. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't care what people say. Like, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I, I went to go see it in the theater. I saw it in IMAX. Right. The It was impressive to watch in IMAX. You know, I'm glad I did. Um, I like to sit down. I'm going to sit down and watch it again here real soon. Just yeah. on TV. But, um, but it was impressive to watch. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I did. I I thought it was really freaking good. I mean, I was entertained, put it that way. Yeah. Um, is it like the best movie of all time? No, it's not. No. no did it's... it give me entertainment and joy? Did I get to see King Kong live on screen? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Did yeah. I get to see Zilla? Most certainly. Did I get to see Zilla power up more than one time? Yes, I did. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. Yeah, yeah Zilla was man. not holding back. No, like I feel like like he held back against King Gira, you know, like, against Kong. He was like bringing it, it all, like, you know. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I'm like maybe you could have ended the uh, Gira much quicker if you'd done this. Yeah, I mean, there was some fighting involved. Yeah. <laughs> some throwing around. You were bringing the wax. pain, my friend. Well, he was bringing the pain to Tokyo. Yeah. I mean, like, there was no holes barred there. <laughs> no. I, I, overall, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I You know, the human story was meh. But like I'm not watching these movies for like the human aspect of it. It's it's just to get me from one one fight to another. You know? Yeah. That that's all that the human story is meant to do. I can care less about it. I'm there for the, the monster on monster violence. Yeah. You and know? we got some of that. I, I think the complaint was there wasn't enough of it. <laughs> I thought there was enough. I mean, you had two really big fights between Kong and Godzilla. You know, Kong had some minor skirmishes in the Hollow Earth. Yeah. But, I, I mean, overall, you know, I mean, at the end, you had you had a three-way dance between Kong, Godzilla, and Mecha Godzilla. What more do you want? Yeah, I don't know what else you can ask for. Yeah. And, I mean, I was right there. I was just like, oh, shit. And it was funny, too, because they both showed their superiority. Yeah. In a, in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, Kong bows to no one. Yeah, I get that. But he did. Yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you know, Silla had his foot on his chest. I mean, on on Kong's chest. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much said, I am the king. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I like you, that. You, you can go back to Hollow Earth, bitch. Yeah, no, I like that. Though. Yeah, I, I thought that that was like, okay, I, I, Zilla still still rules the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he's he's smart. He's smart too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
so I mean, there was certain aspects. I loved, I loved the uh, how they portrayed the um, the uh, monster hideout shelters. Yeah, I thought I thought that was neat. Yeah, I I, I like really got into that. Like, um, they didn't call them monsters. What they call them? Uh, not titans. I forget the name. Ah, but anyway, it well, was very. Would refer to Mr. Titans. It was. It reminded me of um, like um, Pacific Rim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like kaiju, kaiju. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was cool. Really respected that. Um, so yeah, there was there was a lot. Yeah. A lot that I liked from that. Yeah. Yeah. But those fights were good. Yeah. And I liked the the interaction with the little girl. I, I thought that that yeah, that just made sense to me. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, you throw in a little touch of you know. She's deaf and she knows sign. She's taught Kong sign. It made sense. I mean, he's an ape. I I, I wish, and I, and I say you can't do it. I mean, the, the, I, my understanding is there's like a five hour cut of this movie out there somewhere that people are like, you know, you need to release that, and the director's like, no, no, I don't trust me. But I I, I do wish like there were some things like they talked about like you know the the storm that surrounded. Skull Island overtook yeah. the island. Well, what caused that to happen? Right. You know, that you had to create this shelter to, the, the keep <clears throat> Kong safe and and everything else. Like, what, what caused that storm to move to overtake the island and destroy the, the natural inhabitants? Yeah. Because she's, like, the last of her tribe, that little girl. Yeah. You know? Like, so it's shit like that that, like, like there's a backstory to all of this. I, I think they they're they're like you know they're releasing a comic book to explain. But I kind of wish that I got more than just a a five second blurb about it. Right. You know, like what what was involved with all of that? How was that? What happened to cause that? The you know when did that happen? Did that happen after King Ghira and? Call and uh, and Godzilla fought with you know that the earth shifted and, and felt Kong needed to leave Skong Island. I mean, it, there's all sorts of shit that like, like what the fuck? Like, I'm overthinking a fucking you know giant monkey movie, but that's what I do, right? You know, so it, like little shit like that, but I mean, overall, like it was a quick two hours. It moved very fast, in my opinion. It didn't, like, you know, slow down, really. Right. And, uh, you know, you got to the end, and you're just like, okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> I know, <right>? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I dug it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just... You know, it's funny when he first went down there too. Um, when he first went down there as well, um, you know, he almost lost that battle. Like, yeah, this was new to him. Like these creatures were new. Yeah, I mean, he took one out pretty quick. Yeah, but the other one, that whole face hugging shit. Yeah, kind of smothering him. I was like, yeah. oh shit, man, he's he's a. Uh, 
He's got a new match on here, you know? Yeah. And um, so I thought it was cool, you know, that, that aspect yeah. of, uh, oh, when he beat him, he, like, fucking took that thing's head like a crawdad. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's badass right there, boy. Yeah. Tasted his enemy. Yeah, it was good, man. I'm going to watch it again tonight, probably. Nice. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it was good. Yeah, Tony, that's it for me. So, j- jumping into the show proper. One of the things we have not covered, and not from lack of trying, just every time I've had it on the docket, we somehow end up like going down rabbit holes, which is right. fine. I don't care. But, you know, apparently Joss Wheaton is a scumbag. What's that? Apparently Joss Wheaton is a scumbag. Okay. Oh, now, uh, allegedly. I'll, I'll, I'll use the term allegedly with him. But, you know, in the, since the Ray Fisher stuff came out last year about his treatment on the set of Justice League for the reshoots with, with, with Joss Wheaton. Yeah. Um, since then, uh, some actresses have come forward and have talked about how they were treated on the set of Buffy. Really? Yeah. And uh, even Sarah Michelle Gellar has kind of even said, I'm proud of my work as Buffy Summers. I'm not proud of who I worked with. Wow. Yeah. So, so more and more evidence is kind of being heaped upon Joss Wheaton for mm-hmm. poor behavior. Um, and then uh, apparently in, in, uh, where was it? He's Ray Fisher sat down at the Hollywood reporter to, to discuss the incidents, um, not, not only about Wheaton, but also DC producer, Jeff Johns, several higher-ups at Warner Brothers and Warner Media, whom he believes are not fit for leadership. Um, he talked about the way Wheaton treated Gal Gadot, because Gal Gadot did not like the version of Wonder Woman Wheaton wanted. And um, Wheaton was like, look, I will fucking ruin you. Holy hell. Yeah. You just... Don't don't improvise. Don't change things. I wrote this. Just fucking do it. And yeah. apparently, she went to Patty Jenkins, and Patty Jenkins went to Warner Brothers, and was like, you know, you got to change this. Yeah. So apparently, Wheaton begrudgingly gave into those demands, but Gail Godot hasn't said anything about it. Only this is only from Ray Fisher. Gail yeah. Godot just said uh, that she had some issues, and that's that. Yeah. Like she hasn't gone into any specifics. Right. Uh, but, I mean, to the extent that the experience was much worse, the, T, the, the Hollywood Reporter reveals, while Fisher declined to discuss any of the details of Godot's fraught relationship with Wheaton, the Hollywood Reporter reports that the biggest clash came when Wheaton pushed Godot 
to record lines she didn't like. Threatened to harm Godot's career and disparage Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. Sources told the outlet that Godot had issues about her character being more aggressive than her character in Wonder Woman. She wanted to make the character flow from one movie to the next. Uh, uh, one witness to the production reportedly told investigators, Joss was bragging that he had it out with Godot. He told her that he's the writer and she can shut up and say the lines and he can make her look incredibly stupid in this movie. Uh, Godot and Jenkins allegedly went to battle against Wheaton, culminating in a meeting with then Warner Brothers CEO Kevin Tushahara. Uh-huh. The only statement that Godot has released on the matter is, I had my issues with Wheaton and Warner Brothers, handled it in a timely manner. Um, Fisher's relationship with Wheaton was tense from the start, with the actor's concerns about the chart, the changes to Cyborg's character arc, including cutting his dramatic backstory and relationship with his mother, falling on deaf ears. Uh, the actor mostly details his battle with executive Jeff Johns, and Warner Brothers executives over the depiction of Cyborg. Uh, Fisher and Johns reportedly clash over Fisher's darker performance as Cyborg, with Johns telling Fisher to play the character less like Frankenstein and more like the kind-hearted Quasimodo. Fisher took umbrage at playing the character as a jovial, cathedral-cleaning individual, the actor said. Fisher felt that his creative input as the first major black superhero for DC films was ignored, in favor of notes from mostly white higher-ups, including discussions from then-DC co-chairman John Berg and Warner Brothers chief, studio chief Tony Emmerich about having an angry black man at the center of the film, referencing the character's dour attitude and that Cyborg smiled only twice in the movie. Perhaps the most emblematic of this conflict was the issue of Cyborg's infamous Booyah line. Mm. Part of the Hollywood Reporter... Fisher said that Johns had approached Zack Schneider about including the line, but the director didn't want any catchphrases. He managed the situation by putting the word on some signs in his version of the film as an Easter egg. But Johns' rep says the entire studio believed the Booyah line was a fun moment of synergy. Uh, Fisher eventually relented and said the line, but noted that no other character in Justice League had a catchphrase, and it seemed weird to have the, the only black character say that. Wow. <clears throat> this is what I'm, I'm I, this is what I'm going to say about cuz I this is where I know more than you do. Yes. The character of Cyborg in the comic books is more lighthearted. Uh-huh. than what we've seen in, in Zack Schneider's Justice League. And the character does have the catchphrase of Booyah. That's his thing. Yeah. He's been doing that since the 80s. Okay. Okay. So the reason they're pushing that is because it's a, a synergy between the comic book and the and the movie. It makes sense. Yeah. I understand Ray Fisher's desire to to act okay yeah. to not to not be you know when you have all these other dour characters even superman to a certain extent being a bit 
darker. Um, that he doesn't want to be the clown in the movie. Right. You know, well, especially as the first black superhero in DC movies. But I, I, I would say to Ray Fisher, did you read any of the comic books? Right. Like, I, I disagree. Like, Like I, I watched the the, just the, the the Zack Snyder cut, and I like the storyline, and I get where it's going, and I, you know, again, I certainly hope that in later versions of the the story that they wanted to tell, that that character does become lighter because he is. Yeah. Um, I don't mind him starting off angry. I mean, who sense. wouldn't? Right. Like everything made sense. Like that storyline made sense. The whole thing about his mother made sense. Everything makes sense as how they did things, you know, but knowing the character like I do, like I get where Jeff Johns is coming from. Like this is how the character actually is here. Let me show you a comic book. Yeah. This is the character, you know, right. right. Um, maybe then, but you know, so like I, I hate to sound like somebody who's defending Jeff Johns because you know he's he's being, but at the same time, to me it sounds like Jeff Johns was just trying to create, you know, I'm trying to do what's right for the character of Cyborg, knowing the character that I wrote. Right. And you're fighting me on that because Zack Schneider wrote a completely different character. You know, um, and the stuff with Gail Godot. Like it's unacceptable, you know. Like I can't excuse yeah. that. I I can excuse Jeff Johns a little bit, but you know, because I because I think he's just trying to do what was what was right for the character based upon the comic books. But like, but even Snyder acknowledged it with the Easter egg. Yeah, I mean, for now, right. you understand what I'm saying, right? But I, I I just like it's like just one of those things where. And I get that Ray Fisher feels like he's being attacked. Right. But at the same time, like, that's the character. That's his catchphrase. That's what he does. I understand no other character has a catchphrase because, in all honesty, for the most part, none of the other characters really have catchphrases in the comic books. Yeah. You know, Superman maybe up, up, and away. Yeah. You know, but Batman certainly doesn't have a catchphrase. Wonder Woman doesn't have a catchphrase. You know, the Flash, you know, a Flash fact. You know, that's about as close as you're going to get. You know, so none of the other characters have a catchphrase like that. Only Cyborg. When he does does something cool, he says, booyah. You know, that's his shtick. Right, right. Because in the the comic book, he's a 17-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's gotten over what happened to him and he's accepted it and he's moved on, you know, and that's his gig. So. Yeah. But he, in this, it's still pretty fresh. Right. Exactly. So I understand that aspect of it as as well, but like by the end of the movie, when he's starting to accept what he is a little bit more, like he could go back to being a 17 year old kid. Yeah. A little bit and saying, Booyah. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Batman's 
catchphrase would be, where is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. I was born in the night. <laughs> you merely adopted the darkness. Right. I did not see the light of the sun until I was a man. Right. COVID has nothing on me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wearing a mask since 1992. <laughs> Look, I still have it on. Don't take yours off. <laughs> <laughs> You will breathe my funk until you die. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I I understand. Where, I understand both sides a little bit more now that you've explained the character of Cyborg because I don't really know the character of Cyborg. Right. I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? You asked me on something on Parker. Nah. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, you know, or uh, something movie related. You know, something related to the. To that universe, I can probably, you know, explain a little bit more. But I, you know, I had no idea. I mean, I know he said "booyah" on Teen Titans, <laughs> yeah. you know, the cartoon. Right. That was kind of a shtick too. And when he said it in the movie, even all all of us were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's fine." You yeah. know what I mean? Because I mean, I I got it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um. But that shit would give it up, man. It's fucked up. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's like one of those things. It's like. No, now just catch me up on memory-wise. What did Joss Whedon do? Like, I mean, I know he did. All he did was the Justice League, right? Yeah. He didn't have any input on Wonder Woman as far as... No. No, but like in the re... Like what, what he was charged to do was to take what had already been filmed try to rework it into a two-hour movie and uh-huh. rewrite what he needed to rewrite to, write to make it work. Right. Um, and apparently what he rewrote, she disagreed with. Right. Which, I mean, at this point, I, I look at Gal Gadot as the caretaker of that character. Sure. You know, you know, he had nothing to do with Wonder Woman 1984. Um, he had, you know, he has nothing to do with fu- like anything in the future with with DC characters. Um, so like, for her to kind of like, for, and like years ago he was supposed to do a Wonder Woman movie, and that fell through. So I think yeah. he was kind of taking what he had already done, the way he was interpreting the character, and and saying, okay, this is the Wonder Woman I want you to be, and she's like, but it doesn't mesh with what I've already done. Yeah. I was you know, killing Nazis for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Actually, they weren't Nazis. They were just Germans. True. World War One. World War One. Yeah. Um, I was killing Germans for Christ's sake. Yeah. They weren't crowds, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but it's like it's like one of those oddball things of like. Like, why would you go that route? 
Like yeah. I understand you. So you wrote you wrote the character a certain way. The actress is having a con a conflict with you about it. Right. And instead of just being like you know sit down, shut up, and do what I'm telling you to do. Why would you not be like okay, well you've played this character in three movies so far, so why don't you tell me what what you think? Like right. what? How, how, where? Like it it it's almost like. He had such a big head from the Avengers movies. Like, he was just coming in like, yeah, I'm just going to do what the fuck I want. Yeah. You know. Who cares? Yeah, I didn't know he was that much of a dick. Neither did I. Like, that's the thing. Like, and it's, like, disappointing to hear. Yeah. Because like so much of what he's done over the years, I absolutely love. Right. And like apparently, like you know, one of the actresses, like you know, he like she got pregnant, and he was like, "So are you keeping it?" You know. Wow. Yeah. Like. Okay. Like yeah. So like it's shit like that, and apparently like, other actresses, like you know, they. They had to be on their toes about their appearance and stuff like that. And, you know, apparently that went all the way to Sarah Michelle Geller from The Sound of Things. She hasn't acknowledged anything, but she's just like, yeah, I'm proud of what I did, but not who I did it with. Yeah, yeah. You know. <clears throat> and, I mean, and there had been accusations years ago by his ex-wife, and I just chopped that up to, like, just sour grapes. Yeah. You know, but like it was like you know she had come out and said like, you know you 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 celebrate Joss Whedon as like this this hero of feminism and how he writes strong female characters, and he doesn't believe that shit. You know. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, I mean it's disappointing. Like I. I I mean, it's that old axiom, like, you, you, you never meet your heroes because you're just going to be disappointed. Yeah. But at the same time, there's like a, like, I've never met Joss Whedon, and he's disappointed me. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. On to some other exciting news. Sure. So, uh. Netflix is is hit has become the streaming home for all new Sony releases starting next year. So, like Warner Brothers is HBO Max, Disney, you know, has Disney Plus, Paramount has Paramount Plus, Universal has Peacock. So, the thing I've been waiting for is Sony to launch their own streaming service. Right. You just been waiting for it, you know. Right. But apparently, instead of going that route, they're just going to start a deal with Netflix. That's a pretty good deal for Netflix. Yeah. So, um, I mean, considering everybody went out on their own, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, starting in 2022, Netflix will be the first U.S. streaming home for Sony Pictures films following their theatrical releases. Get ready for Uncharted, Morbius, Bullet Train, 
and where the crawdads sing, plus future sequels to Venom, Jumanji, Bad Boys, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> this is the announcement by Netflix on Twitter. Um, so under this multi-year exclusive first pay window licensing deal, Sony's 2022 films um, will stream on Netflix following the roughly 18-month window that they are available in theaters and home video. Future installments from major franchises like Jumanji and Bad Boys will also head to Netflix after theaters, too. Um, this is a big win for both Sony and Netflix. Sony won't have to weather the cost of launching their own streaming platform while having one major streamer to house their releases, while Netflix gets a pipeline of new theatrical titles to compete with newcomers like Disney Plus, HBO Max, which have adopted the COVID-19 times by dropping major titles straight to the streaming service. HBO has long been building its own library, or Netflix is building its own library of originals, but the streaming and theatrical landscapes changed post-COVID. The new Netflix Sony lines will strengthen both companies. Um, it The deal didn't come completely out of nowhere. Netflix and Sony have already had a pre-existing output deal for Sony Pictures animation titles, um, but which for a first start in 2014, but now Sony's library including the century-old catalog of Columbia, can be licensed out to Netflix. As part of the deal, Netflix will also reach into its bottomless wall of cash to finance the number of Sony titles. Um, so, it's something, like, unlike, so, all the other major players... Have, have sworn, including Warner Brothers for next year, that, you know, basically movies aren't going to hit streaming services until 45 days after theatrical release now. Yeah. So, you, so if you really want to see something on HBO that's a Warner Brothers release next year, wait a month and a half and it's going to be there. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, to me, like, I want to make sure I read this right. Under this multi-year exclusive first pay window licensing deal, Sony's 2022 films will stream on Netflix following the roughly 18-month window that they are available in theaters and home video. So that's 18 months, a year and a half from theatrical release before they show up on Netflix, though. Oh, wow. That doesn't. That seems like too long. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, I mean, Sony <laughs> owns stars. Mm. So I guess they're trying not, not to undercut stars. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. if you're, if you're just putting this shit straight to Netflix instead of going to stars first, I get. I mean. Who the fuck's getting stars? Right, right. You know. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work because it, it, it feels like it's just – like it's a great deal for, for both companies to a certain extent. But at the same time, you're kind of in a corner because these other studios are just 45 days after release – 
we're going streaming. Right. You know, which is kind of like, it almost feels like, like they're kind of saying to themselves, like, we're giving up on the home video market, too. Right. Like, physical media, we don't care about. You know, we're, we're going to try to keep the theaters alive, but at the same time, yeah, 45 days later, we're giving it to you. Right. You know, which is interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, I think it's a new world. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, no, it is. You're absolutely right. Like, I mean, the, the you know, it the, the streaming war is very interesting to me. Because, I mean, you know, Netflix came out way ahead of the curve. And then every, everybody else is kind of playing catch up. But the way they're trying to catch up is taking advantage of the fact that we have all of this content that we create anyway. Why aren't we just putting on our own service? Right. You know, and it's, it's, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. Like, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm I'm, surpri- I'm surprised Sony didn't kind of turn Stars into a streaming platform like HBO did, right? With like Warner Brothers with HBO Max, like I I'm really surprised that they didn't go that route because Stars is a known name, you know. But instead, yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to get paid by somebody for it. You, know, you might as well talk to Netflix about it. Right. Right. Netflix. Netflix. And I mean, it's interesting to see, like, I mean, one of the things, like, like, Nancy complains about, like, she's like, well, there's nothing on there. Well, I'll disagree. Like, I, I like a lot of their original stuff. Right. Um, do you mind, little lady? I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of do a podcast. Um, you know, I, I like. I I think I think Netflix does a good job of putting out original content, both both as TV shows and as movies. Now, I mean, not everything is to, appealing to me, but there's a lot of shit there. There's a lot on Netflix. Yeah. Um. But I mean, to me, there's I mean, like it's like funny, like. There's a lot on HBO Max I still want to watch. You know, um, I want to explore Paramount Plus a little bit more. I want to, um, you know, without the, with the Peacock and like I've been watching a lot of WWE content from back in the day and uh, and ECW stuff. I, I was watching on 1997 November to Remember, which I was at. Mm. You know, I was right. like, uh, it's reliving old memory. You know, yeah. so like, there's a lot of like stuff like I'm like. It's funny, like, I'm becoming overwhelmed by it, like, how much there is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got to make sure, like, I watch this and I watch this. You know, I got to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier tonight. I got to catch up on Invincible, which we've never talked about. 
Right. Uh, I still have to watch season two of The Boys. Like, there's, there's shit I'm just trying to catch up on. Like, you know. And then some days you're just like, I don't feel like watching anything like that. I'm just going to watch The Office for eight hours. Right, right. You know, <laughs> you know. so it's it, it's funny how, like, this all works. And, like, and I'm almost to the point where I'm like, why do I have regular TV? <laughs> right. How honest I am. Because you're not using it. I'm not, like, right now, not as much. Because, like, it's not football season. I, mean, I watched, you know, a hockey game the other night. You know, that was nice. Um, you know, if I want to torture myself and watch the Pirates, I can do that. But there's Don't not, bother. yeah. But there's, but like, like AEW, I do watch. I do watch that. Um, you know, so like, it's like, it's like there's stuff that like I do still watch, but not nearly as much as I used to. And that's starting to dwindle more and more. Now, come football season, that, that'll probably pick up again. You know, I'll watch the draft on ESPN, you know, or NFL Network. I don't know. You know, but like, I, there is stuff I do still watch. I like to watch live. But like, some of it can still be streamed. Like, if I, you know, I got, I, technically, I, I could subscribe to ESPN Plus, get the full package. And I'm sure I could watch the draft right through that, you know. Well, don't you have Disney? Yeah. That's, I mean, I get that package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's like it's it, it's interesting, like how much shit is there that I I want to watch or catch up on, or but like now I am starting to question a little bit, like you know, why am I paying for cable? Why am I just not getting the internet? Right. You know. A, l- a little bit. Then, like, I realized, like, you know, uh, well, I need it for this. Right. You know. It's a conundrum. It is. It is a conundrum. It is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So... There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, before we jump in the old mailbag, uh-huh. there were a couple of things. Um, did you watch it? I guess you might not have. Did you watch the trailer for Loki? No, did not. I just woke up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I understand. I didn't know yeah. maybe you, but before you went to your meat coma. Um, <laughs> also, did you catch catch the trailers for Discovery and Picard? No. Okay. Wow. I'll let some homework for you for next week. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, because uh, I mean the Picard one's not really a trailer, but it's big. Yeah. And uh, the the Discovery one was was a legit trailer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the Lo- Loki was... We'll, we'll get into that next week. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I watched that a couple of times. I was like, oh, this looks really good. <laughs> so. Um, I guess I, we could uh, go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. Sweet. Mailbag. 
And as always, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Look, my two favorite fo- hosts who like to feed each other sexual chocolate. Huh? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Sexual chocolate. Mm-hmm. Sean, are you surprised by Texas? Texas is like the family who had 22 kids. Texas is like the number 22. All deformed and slow. And they say only... No, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I will say this much. I, I've been, you know, Texas is open for business. Uh, you know, the, the Texas Ranger game had 40,000 people at it. And <laughs> thus far, Texas's curve is going down. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's a good sign. Good for them. Right. You know, it's still early, but like, you know. Even Dr. Fauci, he's like, yeah, I can't explain it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's <laughs> fucking Texas. What do you want me to say? Yeah. Um, I love a good glass of wine with my steak. Most of the time, it's my own homemade wine. Well, good for you. I, I have never been... I mean, this is going to be, like, when when I drank, okay, Okay. I was never somebody who liked having alcohol with my food. Yeah. Like, I I, I would, I would, if I I was at a bar and I ordered wings, I'd have a Coke with it. Right. And then go back to drinking when I was done. Right. Like, I just, I, I, you know, I I know there are people out there who are going to find that to be sacrilege, but like, you know, like. Pizza and beer do not go together for me. No, no, no. You know, uh, you know. So like, it's like one that weird thing of like, I know I'm the weird one. I get that, but um, so like I can't imagine like drinking wine, which I don't care for anyway. Right. Like with a meal. Ever. Right. You know. I don't. I don't find that sacrilege. I just. I, uh, I've never, I, I, I usually do not drink wine with food. Right. Um, I think, a, I think a good pairing is good with certain foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been, uh, schooled on, you know, like wine with dinner. Um, yeah. You know, I know red wine is often good with beef and, you know, white wine more with chicken and fish. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I like the experience of the food without wine, without an alcohol component, if that makes right. any sense. You know what I mean? Right. If I have, if I do have wine with a meal, I usually have water right next to it. Yeah. Because I'll take a drink of wine and then I'll clean my palate with water. Right. Because I want to taste the food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I, I've never. I mean, like, I, I mean, I know guys that like, you know, 
you know, you go over there, like their place and that, that you know, they have a beer with dinner. I'm like, you know, and like, and I think, well, what, what, what do you want? You want a beer? I'm like, nah, you got a Coke? Yeah. You know, you just, very you know, just watch you pound down three 16 ounces. What are you drinking a Coke for? Because I'm eating a meal, you know? Yeah, that's what I do too. Like, yeah. especially with beer, like, we go out somewhere, I might get a couple beers before my meal gets there. But once my meal gets there, it's usually just water or or soda or something with my meal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like... I don't really like beer with food. No. It's not a fan. No, neither am I. And, like, I, but I know a lot of people who, like, that's... Like, they go hand in hand. Like, especially, yeah. like, beer and pizza. You know, right. that's a big one. I'm like, you know, yeah, no, I'll have a Coke. Yeah, I mean, there was a time back in the day, way back in the day, when you go to Pizza Hut and you, you get a pitcher of beer. Yeah. You know, like, people forget that. Like, Denny's used to serve beer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like, but that was a thing. Like, you know, you when you go to Pizza Hut to eat, like, you know, you could get a pitcher of beer. Yeah. I remember the pictures of beer and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like a, but, that's like, because that's, like, because it's, like, a, a natural combination that, like, a lot of people associate with one with the other. Right. And, like, you know. Just equals heartburn to me. And I'm, like, can I have a pitcher of Coke? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're, like, what? Or they ever, or for me, it was the pitcher of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you know, so it, it, it it's, like, that, so... It was like there was a time, like especially in like some national chains where like that, they they even like the national chain, like you know, and you wouldn't think like like, I mean, and this was like the eighties. This was a little bit into the nineties. Like I remember like going to some late nights, and it'd be still like beer bottles on the table. Yeah. Like you know, like somebody stopped, like quit drinking early at the bar, went to Denny's, and had a beer with their meal. So. Yeah. But I think this one of those oddball things, like you just don't think like Denny's served beer. And I think also too with, um, I, I think it's filling. Um, yeah. Less filling, of course, than water, and less filling than even pop. You know what I mean? Even though the sugar content in pop is probably higher, um, for some reason it's just less filling. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And so with food. You know, I, I don't really want that filling, that much of a filling. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, you get a Pizza Hut and eat a pizza, you're stuffed. Usually you're stuffed at the end of a Pizza Hut meal. Like, or used back, to. back in the day, like, if you did it right, yeah. Like, you know, you you, you played a few games of Miss Pac-Man on, on the uh, the sit-down version. Tabletop. Mm. The tabletop. I drink down, you know, yep. You, you, you threw a, cu- a couple of, you know, a buck or two in the old jukebox to get your jam on and you you know you had your your pizza and you had a little little something to take home yeah you know and you were full yeah and adding beer onto that just makes you even more full yeah you know so but it's but it's a natural combination to many many people like pizza and beer just go hand in hand right yeah beer and barbecue go hand in hand I couldn't even imagine eating, drinking a beer with that. No, neither can I. But I mean, but it's something that, like, I mean, again, like you said, 
you know, while they don't serve beer, they, they do have a BYOB policy. Sure. You know. And a lot of people like that. I Yeah. I like... I, and I don't know why I didn't get a glass of water, but... I like to... I was cleaning my palate with Mountain Dew, but... Um, I like to taste, like... When I first started off at that meal, I was tasting everything individually. Yeah. Like, I'd move on individual taste all things, and I usually take yeah. a drink between what I was eating, just so I can taste the differences, you know what I mean? Right. Beer kind of consumes your palate. Yeah. And that's what you're tasting. Right. I didn't want that. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's one of those things, like, for me at least, I, I'm not... When I did drink... That was like one of those oddball things. I I just and like and like it, it is a big thing. Like there are a lot of people who do you know have wine with dinner, right? And I can't yeah, even imagine with a restaurant too. I mean, like I I find it I find BYOB is actually a cool policy to have. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have a, I mean, liquor licenses are expensive. Yeah, and hard to get. And, in Pennsylvania. Like we're. We're talking thousands of dollars for a liquor license. Yeah. So if you can cut that overhead of a liquor license. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you're, and then someone argue, well, you're not, you know, making. I mean, literally, that pop costs nothing. And so yeah. when everybody anybody orders a pop, it's like what three hundred percent markup. Right. For what you're actually what you're actually getting, so it's not really right. a big waste for them. You know what I mean? I mean, right. they make money off the pop, but what I'm saying is like they're making money off the barbecue. They're yeah, not yeah. worried about drinks. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I mean, in all honesty, like a place like that, I mean, you you would probably, you know, with three bucks a bottle, you know. Yeah. To make their ends meet. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? I mean, they're trying yeah. to pay for that liquor license, too. You know right. I mean? So it's just not even worth it to have the liquor license. No, it's not. And and I don't th- and they're not a bar and, and you know some places like that. Um. You know, pop-ups like that. Not pop-ups, but smaller places, they don't need a liquor license. I mean, what's... No. They're not a bar, so... Yeah, why bother? Right, they're not selling so much quantity of beer to where it's going to make the money. Yeah. So. It's like strip clubs, like, you know. It was just made sense that it was BYOB. <laughs> You know, <laughs> let me bring my own booze. <laughs> yeah, because they ain't making money off that shit pizza that they're giving you. No, oh. never forget that, dude. No, no, never forget walking in that place and some titty, some girl with these titties hanging out, just giving me a piece of pizza. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I should eat this. There's something wrong. I've gone to the motherfucker. I went with a son of a bitch who ate that shit up. <laughs> He's like, this is good food. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah, right. Is that pepperoni or is that a pasty? <laughs> it ain't the pizza that smells like gas or anything. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I, I, I don't know. I just I think those things don't mix. I, I out of anything in the world, I, I just don't think like 
fresh popcorn and cheap pizza mix. Right. Club. Like the one I'll never forget is I went down the blush. Or hot dogs. Yeah. Which yeah. seems like oddly strange to me. Yeah. Here, have a hot dog while I take my top off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I went I went down the blush. I think I think it, I think it was blush at the time too. But it was like I the whole reason I went down there is because Missy Hyatt was dancing. Now Missy Hyatt, she was a val a wrestling valet in the eighties. Hot as fuck. Like, you know, and the fact that she was, you know, stripping now was very enticing. I actually read her book and you know, I was like, okay, I gotta go see her and I gotta get an autograph my book. And uh, so I, I got done. I, it was like a shift. Like I, I worked an oddball shift in Eden Park. It was like, like five thirty in the morning to like ten in the morning. Uh-huh. I was I was doing stock. I uh-huh. when the truck came in for the stock. So I'd I'd, I'd lo- unload all the stock and I was done for the day, which was like uh-huh. great. So I get done and I catch the bus and I go downtown. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, so I'm there for the, the lunch show <laughs> and I, I paid to get in and the guy's like, okay, uh, if you want the buffet, let, let Tony know. Lunchbox provided. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. They had like a spread. They had like a buffet. Holy fuck. Yeah. And, and blush is about, you know, it was like the heart of downtown. It was, uh, it's supposed to be a higher class establishment. You know, they're yeah. going for, so I get like, like it's like a gentleman's buffet for lunch, and I'm just like, I am not touching that shit. <laughs> I will go down to the McDonald's, <laughs> you know, on Liberty before I eat this shit. Is that mayonnaise? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and it was like a, it was like a brunch buffet, like it had like a scrambled eggs and sausage, and I'm just like, I am not sitting for a stripper while fucking eating that like feeding my face yeah like this just it seems wrong on too many levels <laughs> yeah can you get that egg for me yeah <laughs> wiggle on the What's sausage at her yeah i dropped my sausage link yeah oh that's not a sausage link <laughs> so yeah like, it was, like that was like the height of like like okay that that stripper food like, you cannot touch <laughs> you know, right. just don't do it. I know you're hungry. Just go to the McDonald's on Liberty. Did you get your autograph? I did. Yeah, she um, I got a lap dance. I paid for a lap dance, and she signed the book for free. Nice. She was charging for the autograph too. Oh, so you got which did you get free? The well, I guess it doesn't matter. You got one got, of them free. I got the yeah, I got the lap. I paid for the lap dance. How much was that? I, I, I want to say I, no, no. I, I want to say I, I spent like forty-five bucks for the lap for the lap dance, yeah. yeah. But what was nice was like, so I showed up and I'm like, I'm sitting like right at the stage, and she comes out and she sees I got the book, and she mm-hmm. gives me like a, hey, I'm like yeah, I got the book, and um. <laughs> So I went over, like after after she did her performance, 
I, you know, she had a, a setup and she was selling the book. And, um, you know, it was like, it was like 35 bucks for the book and an autograph. I'm thinking to myself, fuck, she's going to, I can't, I'm going to get the lap dance, but she's going to charge me for a fucking autograph too, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I walked over and she's immediately <laughs> like, well, do you want me to sign that, sweetie? And I'm like, what a strange experience this is, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm it like, is strange. Yeah, I'd like you to sign it, please. And uh, it also like a lap dance. And she's like, okay, the lap dance is $45. Give me the book. And she signs it and didn't even charge me for it. I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool. Like, you know, I, I got like a five-minute lap dance. I got to talk to her for a couple minutes. It was a cool experience. <laughs> you know, but. How was the lap dance? Not. I was aroused. That's the you know. <laughs> I got the job done, you know. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was I like never heard of, that one. Yeah. That was like one of those interesting um, oddball <laughs> things I, I've done in my life. Where, you know, and then after the show was over, I caught the 61 seat back home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Thinking about the time those... well spent. Huh? Thinking about the time well spent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was sitting in the back of the bus, like, you know, hmm, big smile on my face. <laughs> right. It's just funny. I, it's just, what a strange experience. Like, I I don't know, you know how many, well, we used to go to so many shows, you know, uh, to get autos and stuff like that from stars, you know, like yeah. horror conventions. Yeah, I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine just going up. Oh, I just loved you growing up, and you know, be great and sign this. You know, can you sign this for me? And yeah, I'll, I'll take a lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was interesting because like the, the, from weird science. Yeah, because the if thing became like. A private, yeah, because like the, the thing became, and this was where it became like an oddity was like, I didn't want to be that guy who was like, you know, oh, I loved you growing up, you were so fucking hot, you know, I didn't want to yeah. be that guy, but at the same time, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I want to ask you about your ex husband, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert, you know, <laughs> like, I, yeah. like, and, and I didn't, like, I, I mentioned, like, you know. I ended up mentioning like, oh, I was, I've always been a big fan of yours. Like, you know, going all the way back to, you know, when, when you and, and Eddie were together and she's like, oh, that's so sweetie. I'm like, yeah, I had like your pro wrestling illustrated pinups on, on my wall. She's like, oh, and then she gave me a little, little ass rub. I'm like, thank you. Nice. It's a fantasy come true. <laughs> you know, yeah. Dear folks, I'm dead. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, Those shit. pinups, uh, you wouldn't want to flash a uh, a black light on them. Yuck. <laughs> I didn't need to hear that. I slept in that room. <laughs> uh, uh, so, <laughs> there, there's story time with Uncle Sean. I'm not quite sure how we got there, but. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Continuing with Superfan Thad's email. Speaking of homemade, 
at Big Dick Thad's Barbecue. We had smoked prime rib for Easter. Damn it. Damn, it was great. I sent you some pictures. He did. It did did look delicious. Like, damn. Like, you know, we make fun of Thad for a lot of things. But uh, somehow, someway, the dude does know how to cook. Yeah. You know. Um, I bet you even licked your phone a few times. No, I didn't. I know where my phone's been. Don't shine a black light on it. Um, <laughs> front, front. I even made a nice no a horseradish sauce to go with it. Thank you. Don't forget Big Dick Thad's barbecue is so good you will want to slap your mama. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. And now it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a wiener pick, and you will never guess what Tim's wiener did. Tim took his wiener out for some ice cream. Have you ever seen a wiener suck on an ice cream before? I've seen plenty of dogs eat ice cream. My parents used to take their Jack Russell Terrier up for a doggy bowl of ice cream. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, it's time to go. Platypus is gone for the weekend. I think, no. No, that's, that's, uh. All I'll say is the advice that you're asking for is make sure you get a good tuck. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Well, before before we we call this call this a show, I, I did want to say if you want to get more of me, and uh, Lord knows you do, um, I did a guest appearance this week on the History of Bad Ideas podcast. Cool, last minute thing that uh, I had to get put together, and uh, I joined the boys from Hobie. They made fun of me. Mm-hmm. What a good time! Ah, you know, from <laughs> being from Pittsburgh, rooting for the Steelers. Yeah, okay. The Pirates got their asses beat by the Reds that night, which I was like, you know, that's like beating on the little step kid, you know. <laughs> that's not impressive. So, but I did, I did, I was on there. I had had a really good time, had some fun with them, yeah. and uh, if you want to give out a listen, it's it's a history of bad ideas podcast. They're available on most podcatchers. Give them a nice. listen anyway. They're good friends of the show. I think we made fun of Stork at one point. Nice. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> another good friend of the show, the Besotted Geek. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? Nice, I'm good. All right, well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, you can send us an email like Thad does each and every week. That email address is pittsburghnerdyahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just give us a Google search or just search us. Jesus. Uh, just search <laughs> Pittsburgh Nerd on Facebook or Twitter. We're very easy to find. Uh, and give us a, a like or a follow and uh, you won't regret it. Yeah. And uh, we're also on a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the 
Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them also a Google search, and you'll find them and all the other great podcasts that they have to offer. And lastly, as always, want to thank you, the listener, who uh, endures this baton death march each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for your patronage, your support. Hopefully you get a giggle. Hopefully you're entertained. Hopefully you enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans. And if you don't, you just must fucking hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because why would you bother listening this fucking long? <laughs> uh, I just had to change it up. Yeah. So uh, on that note, the dreamer has awakened peace